Missy D. Missy D. She's so talented, you know. Mm -hmm. So believe it or not, I have COVID. Yes. Uh, from Anfield. <laughs> so as you know, the last podcast was called You'll Never Walk Alone. And it was my experience uh, at my very first live football match ever, ever. I had the time of my life, uh, as you heard. Uh, so I have no regrets. Um, Wednesday, I think it is when I went to watch Liverpool versus Leicester. We won 3-1 and... Uh, uh, I decided after then, so I mean, you're going to have a lot of sniffing in this one and you, you, you're lucky because I wasn't even going to go do this one today. I have been uh, laid up in bed since Monday. So yeah, I was kind of just about to tell you what happened. So got to Anfield, came back, partied in the band. So it was really, really good. I saw Ian Beale, as you know, from EastEnders, a happy as the laddie. <laughs> um, Saturday, we had a Bart, which uh, for those non-speaking Indian people... <laughs> across the globe listening to me um it means part is a religious function in a gurdwara and my cousin dippy his son's birthday he was he celebrated his son's 16th birthday so they had a religious function so we went to the gurdwara on saturday and it was a whole day we got there for about 11 and left about four o'clock it was so lovely so lovely to meet up with all the relatives and cousins long lost ones we hadn't seen for ages aunties uncles uh, granddaughters grandsons you have no idea when you're indian you you can walk into a a, 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 fa <coughs> a family uh reunion and you can be told that's your great grandson and that's your great great granddaughter and you'll be like what i'm not even married <laughs> But it's to do with the relationships that you have with certain relatives. And so you just go, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and then you're a great aunt and you're a great uncle. It's just funny. Um, so, yeah, I, on Saturday, I came out of the Gurdwara thinking I've got a bit of a scratchy throat, throat, throat. I was kind of where I came most of the day. Came home, though. I was saying to mum, I've got a scratchy throat, right? And so I didn't think anything of it and uh, went to bed. Oh, my God. Saturday, it felt like I had razors. Like, oh, ishki, ishki, ishki. <laughs> I was just about to roll my chair all over his head. My, I'll tell you about my dog in a minute. Honestly, I've got the biggest Velcro dog in the world. So Saturday night, it was like I had razors down my throat. So bad. I'm not even joking, okay. That at 4.02 in the morning, I had to go down because I felt like, what do I do? I can't swallow. And it was like, oh my God, it's so hurtful. So hurtful. It was so painful. So I rummaged through the cupboards and I picked up a jar of honey, took a spoon and I sat in my bed and it kept gobbing the honey down. 
which really helped with my throat. And I'm really sorry about the sniffing. So either you had no podcast or you have podcast in my COVID state. Um, I am much better today than I was on Monday, Tuesday. Okay. Uh, I was laid up in bed, shivers, cold shivers, cold sweats, uh, achy body. I still got achy body. I've still got a headache. I have a bunged up nose. I'm coughing up bucket loads of green phlegm. But the doctor tells me that's good. Uh, And uh, I've been on my machine because my machine lady, she says, look, do do these numbers on the machine. They'll help you out and stuff. In fact, bless her cotton jeddies, man. She has said to me, come to the surgery in in Leamington, Liverpool, (laughs) Leamington. And she'll put up a special program on for me to help with COVID. So I'm going to drive to Leamington tomorrow to get my card sorted uh, with her. But yeah, it's been terrible for the last couple of days. I did a COVID test on Sunday, right? And I was clear because I thought, let me just check if I've got COVID. Nothing, right? And then I have a direct contact with my own GP, Dr. Peter Hastings. He's so good looking and he's so cute and he's so lovely. Uh, It took me a long time to find him because he was at our surgery and you never can get really um, kind of assigned a, a regular doctor. They just give you who's. So if you want to see a doctor, they'll say, well, this doctor's available on this day and whatever. So I used to go through a hodgepodge of doctors. Then I started seeing uh, this doctor, Peter Hastings, and he's now become my regular doctor. And because of all my lung problems, at one point in his life, he went, look, take this email. If you ever need me, contact me here. And um, he's got me on emergency antibiotics, everything. He knows all my history and stuff like that. So Sunday um, night, no, sorry, Monday morning, about five o'clock, I was up going, oh, my God, I can't swallow. Oh, my God, I feel like shit. What am I going to do? And I thought I better get some antibiotics from Doc uh, because he will always give me antibiotics if I need them. Right. He doesn't like nearly will nearly willy give them to me, but he will assign them to me if I need it. Sorry, my head's pounding a little bit. I've got a really bad headache. But if I don't do this today, then it's never going to happen. So um, <laughs> I sent a message. Hi, Doc. I've got this, 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 this bad sore throat, achy body, um, loads of phlegm. Um, blocked up head, ready nose, blocked up nose. It's all kind of remixing itself up. And he replied back within about an hour. And he was like, have you done a COVID test? And I was like, yeah, I did it yesterday. He goes, do another COVID test. <laughs> it's not all right. So I did a COVID test. And I was like, oh, oh my God, I've got COVID. There was these two deep red lines. I went back to him. I'm like, doc, i got COVID. He goes, I knew it, I knew it. He's, we got that kind of relationship. He's so cool. And he goes, because I had that a week ago. And he went, there's a new COVID come out just now. Well, th- you're listening to this on Monday. But it has the sore throat symptoms. So um, you, you've probably been through a lot of people in the last week going, I've got a really scratchy throat, got a really sore throat. They've got COVID. So, well, 90% of them have got COVID. So he said the, the symptoms are sore throat, scratchy throat, uh, loads of phlegm, coughing, blocked up nose, usual flu symptoms. So, um, darling, you've got COVID. He goes, I've given you antibiotics. Sorry, I am really sorry. Um, and this is not fun for you to listen to sniffing. I'm not going to sit here. Oh, God. Editing it out. It's going to take... That's got a potential editing nightmare. So, I'm just going to have to deal with it, I guess. (laughs) Sorry. I'm not feeling well, so I'm not going to sit here editing for hours. Yeah, sorry. So, he was like, right, you got the antibiotics, but don't take them yet. Let... Ride out the COVID. He goes, it's going to take three to four days for COVID to be really awful. 
And then uh, if it, the phlegm and the coughing still troubles you and it affects your breathing and oxygen, then and only then you go on the antibiotics. I was like, yes, sir. So I haven't I haven't started on the antibiotics yet. Um, so um, obviously I'm a high profile, high risk patient. Uh, <laughs> this is what happens when I get COVID. This is my third time, by the way. I'm like, I'm all right. I'm all right. OK, I've got flu symptoms and um the god the very first time everyone's like oh she's got covid she's going to die and it's not a laughing matter because we know that thousands of people died of it especially in that first wave which was flipping awful it really was so but even now everyone's like she's got covid she's got covid she's gonna die there's something gonna happen to her i'm like just shut up i am fine and in fact in fact you know what this time normally my lungs really hurt and i get a lot of howling in 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 my lungs but um my lungs touch wood. Thank God. Thank consciousness. Thank the universe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm all right. I'm all right. I've got, I have flu symptoms. And that's basically what COVID kind of gives you nowadays, doesn't it? It's like a, a horrible flu symptom type of thing. Thank God doesn't kill us now. I am due for my booster uh, COVID injection and I'm not having it. My mum also keeps getting, uh, bless her, she's so cute. <laughs> you know, you, you get um, automated, automated text messages, don't you, from whatever the local uh, health authority in your area so she keeps getting them every two three weeks dear mrs darmy you are now due your next covid booster t- uh, injection blah blah and she's like they keep they keep emailing me they keep messaging me i was like mom it's an automated one don't worry about it until you don't go they're not going to stop sending them to you unless you call the surgery and say i don't want these text messages so we as a family have decided that we're not going to get our COVID booster injections. Uh, I don't believe in conspiracy theories and all that kind of shit, but I really do think that I don't think it's going to do much. I do think by getting COVID is where your immunity comes in. And me being a a chronic lung disease patient, I wouldn't call myself a patient because I don't like to use that terminology for me. I'm not a patient. A chronic lung disease person, which I don't even think I am, to be honest. Because if I say that, then I'm telling my mind and my body that I've got this chronic lung disease. I'm not telling my body that because I don't want to tell my body that. I'm telling my body that I'm fine. And my lungs are healed. My lungs are cured. My oxygen's perfect. I have the lungs of an Olympic athlete. That's what I want to tell my body. And I'm so sorry about the sniffing. <laughs> but it's going to continue all the way through this. Um, you should just be happy that I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm going to cough. <coughs> <coughs> oh, you don't Hey. Wow. Um, so, yeah, um, uh, it, it could be a lot worse. Um, I And, you know, this whole the journal of Missy D 3.0 is about my hurling, hurling, healing, hurling journey. And uh, <clears throat> and I'm healing from this lung disease. Right. And I truly believe that I'm 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 on the way to recovery. It's a very, very slow process, but it's it's happening. It's happening as we speak. The magic is happening uh, and the healing is happening. And and I truly believe that it's all mind over matter. It is. Because I've had the lectures. Why did you go to Anfield? Why do you go to big concerts? When you know you're vulnerable, why are you going out? I'm like, just shut up. I need to live. I need to go out and live and and do what I want to do, enjoy myself, go to all those concerts that you guys see me going to, sing at the Ardnan Sami concert as the first uh, singer at the opening act. Those are the moments I'm going to take with me and you're going to remember me by. 
those things are stamped all over social media. And um, I'm not going to try and get emotional now, right? Because I'm an emotional kind of person. Get emotional, especially when I'm ill. But um, a dear friend of mine, Ranjit Ricky. I don't know. He's he's much younger than me. I'm 53. He must be must have been early 40s, late 30s. I met him many, many years ago. In fact, I recruited him when I was a a radio manager at Buzz Asia Radio, in, uh, who Sunrise Radio uh, bought Buzz Asia Radio. And I was pulled in to set up the radio station Buzz Asia. So I set up the radio station where my job was also to recruit all the presenters that were going to be on that radio station. And Ranj Reki came in uh, in one of the auditions uh, as a breath of fresh air and uh, <laughs> very, very funny guy. And he just walked in going, oh, Missy D, mega. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. <laughs> uh, but oh, my God, he was such a lovely, lovely, lovely guy. Lovely guy. And Saturday morning, um, I'm on Facebook and Rishi Rich the famous music producer, yeah, has put on Rest in Peace Ranj Reki. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you talking shit? What is this? Some fucking kind of hoax? Uh, what? It just doesn't make any sense. What do you mean Rest in Peace Ranj Reki? Uh, and then as the night went by, hundreds of posts coming up on social media, Ranj Reki, rest in peace. Ranj Reki, rest in peace. And the man, he's, he's, he's gone. Ranj, Ranj Reki is no more. And it, it's 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 just I don't know I don't know what to think I don't know what it's I'm still it's I'm still still sitting here waiting for him to kind of like come back onto social media going ah it was all a hoax because uh, he was a bit of a joker like that lovely guy I remember talking to him years ago and uh, he'd lost don't know what happened he had something happen to him where he lost all the feeling in his left arm or was it one one of his arms completely lost feeling in it. And I was talking to him and he's like, don't worry, Missy, he goes, I'm going to fix this with the power of my mind because my mind is powerful. And he was one of those really optimistic people that could ch change the whole world with his mind. He was kind of similar to me where he was a very big hearted human being and he used to go around just putting smiles on people's faces and just just a humble human being who loved making people happy. And oh, God, <laughs> I said. I said I'm not going to get um, emotional, but I can't believe he's died. He's 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 dead. Uh, he had a heart attack last week on Friday. Oh, um, and he's just not the first person in um, in my kind of media circle that have gone young people. Um, there was a young lady called Seema, Seema Jaya Sharma. Do you remember her? I'm sure people listening to this do remember her. She got breast cancer. She was such a socialite. She knew everyone in the industry and she loved going out. She used to proper get, you know, a buzz out of kind of just meeting all the celebrities and stuff like that. And she did so much for breast cancer awareness as well. And she died at a really young age. And then her mum died. Her mum used to love me. You know, once Seema had died, she was like, you remind me of Seema so much. You're my beta. You're just, um, you You are my daughter and, and I love the way you speak to me and show me so much respect. Um, and she died. And then, oh gosh, so many others, so many people around the ages of late thir late 30s, early 40s in the in the media world and always just gone too soon. And, uh, and 
they always say the good ones go first don't they um but it's just it's an easy thing to say but it's not an easy thing to kind of accept so going back to my covid fine i I could die from covid but is that going to stop me living no i'm not going to stop living uh because some covid piece of shit is trying to overtake my body no way I'm much stronger than that. My mind is stronger than that. And COVID's not going to get me. Nothing. This lung disease ain't going to get me. Nothing's going to get me. I'm living to 101. I am not leaving this world till I get a royal card at 100 years of age. And mark my words, you lot will be coming to my 100th birthday party. Yes. <laughs> Where each of you will have to bring me 100 presents each. <laughs> All wrapped up. <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> Why do I end up talking random shit on podcasts? Anyway, so yeah, so I've got COVID and uh, it's all good. It's all good in the hood. And I'm learning just from being ill that, you know, I've had to uh, isolate upstairs. Um, and a lot of you must be saying, why are you isolating me? So you don't have to do that anymore. I know you don't have to do that no more legally. But my mum is 79. She's going to be 80 next year. And uh, I don't want her to get it. So now if I kind of hang around downstairs, even with a mask, number one, wearing a mask while I've got the lung disease and wearing oxygen, it, it uh, it's difficult. I can't walk around with it because it, it restricts my breathing. I mean, it restricts your breathing anyway, right? As a normal breathing human being with normal lungs. So imagine you've got bad lungs and you've got to wear a, a mask. Exactly. You feel suffocated already. So imagine my suffocation times it by 10 million. That's how suffocated I feel. Right. So um, so that's not an option. Uh, so I have stayed in my bedroom for two days. Um, and I, I mean, I have an office upstairs and my mate was like, why don't you go to the office and kind of like chill in there? And I was like, oh, yeah. But I did really feel shit on Monday and Tuesday. I tried watching. Um, I've always said I have a dream to do the Zindagi Na Miligi Dubara uh, trip. Zindagi Na Miligi Dubara is quite an old film with Vidik Roshan, Farhan Khan. And uh, is it, what's his, Abediol in it, right? And is it, not Karina Kapoor, that girl with the weird American accent, forgot. I love that film. Mostly because of the concept that these three guys have gone to Spain as they were college friends and they promised each other they were going to take a road trip in Spain. And I've always had this dream of getting a convertible car, just like the one in Zindagi Namiligi Dubara, and going to different places and doing the Tomatino Festival, the Bull Festival, going to different places in Spain um, and just drive and enjoy and go to places that are not commercial. So I I tried watching that, but because I was in a lot of kind of unrest, you know, when your body's breaking and your um, cold sweats. Oh, my God. I woke up the other night. I'm not joking. My T-shirt, I was doing the wet T-shirt competition. My T-shirt was stuck to me. And because I was lying on my, for the first time ever, actually, I was lying on my back and there was a pool of, (laughs) this might be too much information for some of you. (laughs) A pool of uh, sweat in between my boobs. That's how much I was sweating. Oh my God, I had to get up, literally get a towel because, you know, a a tissue wasn't going to cut it and just wipe it all down. Oh my God, it was crazy. 
honestly. And even I'd opened the window, the sweat weren't going. Absolutely crazy. So, yeah, I mean, a couple of days I stayed in the bedroom um, because I was actually quite ill. And today I made my mind up, right, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do the podcast and I'm going to take my Ishiki for a walk. So I took him for a walk with the oxygen and it was so refreshing going out there. Um, and then here I am in the office, keeping my mind occupied. So what I'm saying, you, you learn. I learned that if you if you're sitting in a room in solitary confinement for two days, you're going to make yourself go do lally. Hold on a minute. COVID is not good. COVID is bad. But really, don't be scared because it's just it's just a flu, really. It's just a flu. Just a really bad one. And to be honest, every single person is affected differently too. It depends on your immune system, I guess. Um, and your mind, and your mind, and your mind. So yeah, what I've learned is this. that I was in solitary confinement in my room, keeping away from my mum, who she's like really discombobulated because I'm really sorry about the, the sound effects here today. But this is real, 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 um, I wouldn't call it radio, real podcasting. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, my nose is really blocked and as I'm talking now you can hear it's getting more blocked and uh, hi so as I was in the room uh, I, my room is not very big so I tried to keep myself occupied do some manifestations do some this do some that write some of my book and then you're like okay I'll go to bed now bit tired go to bed get up and your mum at bed's like a complete mess then put the tv on watching mindless tv nothing's on the tv switch it off put zindagi and amili gudibara try to watch that but even because my body is breaking and my nose is dribbling and everything's just not right i'm like, oh god my head's blocked up couldn't really concentrate and what I, I always associate watching a good movie with a good bag of popcorn and a good little drinky <laughs> just a little tipple <laughs> And I had a bottle of water with ice in it. <laughs> and I really, I, I couldn't even eat last night. I couldn't, I just couldn't fathom it. So um, my appetite has gone down big time. And my taste buds haven't completely gone. But I have really have to concentrate to even try and taste what I'm eating. Like my mum makes amazing masala omelettes. She just made me one for lunch today. Could just about taste it. And I'm really sad about that. Because you know me. I'm a massive foodie. And... Uh, um, losing with a big farty motorcycle out somewhere else gone now uh yeah so i've i better not have my taste buds gone for a long time because my bestie downed it i remember when she had covid and she was like my taste buds gone for months that ain't happening to me honestly so yeah so um and then uh, today i made the conscious decisions like no i'm not gonna lie in my bedroom today it's okay i can go outside i've got covid yeah but I'm not going to be around people. I'm just taking my doggy for a walk. And I've got a pathway behind my house where there's hardly anyone ever there. Any, anyway, and there are dog walkers. But all dog walkers here are quite mindful. We keep away from each other. So, yeah. Um, so I went for this beautiful long walk. And the weather was beautiful, mild. It wasn't... I was going to take my coat. I was like, nah, it's, it's, it's kind of sunny out there. And uh, so I went for a lovely walk. And I came back. Had Mum made my lunch. And then my head is really pounding right now, pounding, pounding, pounding. But I'm soldiering through it. And I was like, either I do the podcast and it's it's quite sniffly, full of COVID or I don't do it at all. There's only two options, man. So I decided to do the podcast today. Okay. <laughs> I, 
I'm sorry if anyone has allergies to snot, snotty sounds. <laughs> so, what was my podcast going to be about today? Well, today, right? <laughs> that was a long introduction. When it? it wasn't an introduction, I think. Um, like I said, going back to the crux of this podcast, it's called the Journal of Missy D 3.0. It's a journey. The journey is about me, my healing journey. And it's, it's vitally important, I think, if you have a lung disease and you're listening to this, to understand that don't get scared. Don't be petrified that, oh my God, I've got a lung disease and if I get COVID, that's it. My life is over. No, man. No, 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 no. You know, I'm on oxygen and I've been told, you, you know, we can't, no one's doing nothing for me. Nothing. My lungs are scarred. They say I need proof. I need to get another scan, actually um you know this 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 the lose weight and bloody 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 it's all bullshit man bullshit 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 nothing will happen to you um uh i really do think covid now is just a a, a, a more aggressive form of the flu what do they call the flu is that influenza i'm not sure i forgot so i might have a flu jab maybe maybe not because i remember someone told me they had a flu jab and that they got worse than better so you never know what they're injecting into you and your body is a spectacular, powerful machine that can heal itself without any intervention from the outside world. I, I, I'd I, put my life on it, okay? So just remember that. So, and it's the power of the mind. So I've been telling my, 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 my mind that, you know, this COVID is nothing, nothing's going to happen to me. My lungs are perfectly fine. They have healed themselves already. Uh, I have no oxygen problems and, and, and check this out um so the doctor on Monday is going you know you need to keep an eye on your oxygen you know because the covid can mess with your lungs and the minute it goes down to like <clears throat> low levels uh, and then you know 75 might and anything under 75 go hospital i'm like yeah doc yeah doc so i checked my oxygen yesterday um mom was like because mom's like petrified check your oxygen <laughs> it was 95 95 95 <laughs> i was like oxygen's 95 love uh why because i tell my body every single day that my oxygen is at perfect oxygen levels of 95 percent, and i have the lungs of a uh olympic athlete i do i do i do and i can do anything that you can do but i can only do it better <laughs> yes 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 so yes it's a matter of mind over matter if you don't mind then it don't matter <laughs> Um, and it's about about opening your mind to to new concepts, new learnings and new acceptances. You need to accept that. OK, this is now the new COVID. You need to accept that, you know, you don't start getting like, oh, my God, it's COVID. Um, but people do. They still do. There's a wave going everywhere right now. Everyone's getting COVID. Everyone's getting petrified. Oh, no. Oh, no. Everyone's going to the world's going to stop again. It's not really, you know. Uh, that era is over something else is now brewing up i don't know what it's going to be but that'll be the next wave or whatever's going to happen do you know what i'm saying so and this is what the podcast is about it's about you learning from my life not that i've got <laughs> got much to teach you but i just hope I, i'm not actually ishki it's got it's, okay can i just talk talk about my dog a minute so on monday i've been bedded up since monday in in my in my rabbit hole i call i call my bedroom a rabbit hole it's not the biggest of bedrooms i used to have the big master grand slam bedroom in my house which is now my mum's room which is huge and then my room used to be my mum and dad's room i don't know how mum and dad was in that room with all their wardrobes and everything like that 
and I, it's, it's not tight it's not a box room the, my studio here which we call the office slash studio sorry I need some water uh, <coughs> is the box room that one <coughs> that one mm, is an average size bedroom it's got a king size bed in it it's got a fit, fitted wardrobe in it if the fitted wardrobe wasn't in it then it would be big ish I just don't know why. I really don't know why uh, the UK makes such small houses. Why we can't ha have houses like California, uh, Canada. Oh, my God. Canada have the hugest of houses, gardens, basements, the lot. And we're like flipping matchboxes in this country. I swear to God, it's just ridiculous. They just need to make bigger houses. So my bedroom is, 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 is tiny. So why was I even here? Yeah, my dog. So, <laughs> sorry about flitting from left to right, right to left, left to right, left to right. Never mind, that's what I do. Um, right, so I've been bedded up since Monday. And my my Ishki, my dog, right, he just won't leave my side. He has been lying on my bed right next to me. I haven't been lying on my bed, like, all the way through the day on Monday or Tuesday. I've been lying on my bed and then I... I don't have a chair in there. My mum's got this lovely chair that she has in her room. So I nicked that one, put that in my bedroom so I could sit on the chair, put my legs up on the bed um, and whatever. But my dog did not leave my side. He wouldn't go toilet. He wouldn't go wee wee, potty, eat. When he eats, I'll go crunchy, crunchy, like crunchy, crunchy, ishki. Go eat. No, don't want to eat. He's just looking at me with his little puppy eyes. And then he, he talks to me. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> Ishki, go downstairs. <laughs> and scratching at me, like, come down. I'm like, I can't come down. I'm quarantining, babes. <laughs> um, but, oh, my God, the love from animals. Oh, my God. Even now, his, his head is on my foot. And I keep moving my chair. And I keep, that's why I keep going, Ishki. Because I'm scared I'm going to roll the chair over his head. But he's so attached to me. It's absolutely crazy. Dogs know when you're ill. And it's as if he's looking after me and is like, I'm here for you now, babes. It's just that, I mean, honestly, they warm the cockles of my heart so, so, so much. I would never be without a dog. Um, and he is one of the most oddest dogs. He's a Velcro dog. But even the last two, three days, even I go toilet, he'll come to the toilet with me to make sure I'm okay. I love it when he does that. He goes, was it? But believe it or not, he talks to me. Um, in the very few instances he's gone downstairs to mum, he'll go to the bottom of the stairs and he'll look up going, ruff, 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 ruff. and he's looking up and I'll go to the top of the stairs and he's looking at me. And I'm like, what's the matter, Ishki? He'll be like, ruff, ruff, ruff. <laughs> come down, you piece of shit. I'm like, Ishki, I can't come down because Nani's downstairs. I have to stay upstairs. I'm quarantining. You come up, 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 up. So he goes, well, screw that then. So he comes upstairs, jumps onto my bed and that's it. Job done. So he's been there all day with me, all night with me. And he won't shit piss nothing. So today I was like, do you know what? This is too much. I'm going to have to take you for a walk. Had the time of his life because he met a lovely little Irish dog out there today. What was her name? I forgot now. Anyway, so he was really like uh, playing with her and she was barking at him. But it was it was really, really cute. So, yeah. I have a Velcro dog in tow. So I was going to talk today. <laughs> Maybe we should get on with the subject matter of my 
of my podcast. I think you're used to it anyway. And, uh, you know, like I said, I always get feedback from you guys. And I I think the feedback I'm getting is, Missy, I know you always say that you chat shit on your your podcast. We actually love it. We love the, sh- the shit that you chat. I'm like, well, that's OK, then. If you like the chat shit stuff, then that's what I'm going to do. Although it's good shit, right? It's not bad shit. It's about my life. The Journal of Missy D 3.0. I mean, if it said the Missy D show or here we go, here's your entertainment slot of the day, then it will be entertainment, right? But I'm not here to entertain. I'm here to tell you about my life on a weekly basis, how it went, what I did, how the healing's going and my search. Search means my thoughts uh, and I'm happy to share my thoughts with you. And I wanted to today actually talk about what me and Jits were talking about on Friday. She came around on Friday and I made this amazing, amazing sizzler. So you'll know quite a few weeks ago, mom had that whole vomiting thing and it was post the barbecue and all that barbecue food. I froze half of it. Nothing wrong with that. You know, there was nothing wrong with the barbecue food. And she just picked up a bug uh, and she was putting it down to the barbecue, but there's nothing to do with barbecue. Anyway, I had all that froze. So I had, I'd made marinated Mexican chicken. I'd marinated uh, tandoori chicken wings. I'd made kebabs from lamb and turkey. Uh, so I decided to cook all of those. And then I made a sizzle out of it on Friday. And Delgit herself invited herself, as she does, on a Friday night. Um, can I get crush your Friday night? I'm like, of course you can. Because she knows every Friday for myself is a Friday. And my baby sister is here with my little man, Shayan. Um, unfortunately, the home's so sad. They're not going to be here this Friday uh, because of my COVID. I know. But it's sensible. It's sensible that they don't come. I've checked mom today, actually, and mom is clear. So it's likely that she should remain clear if she doesn't keep going into my face. She's getting really bored now and she keeps asking me to come down. And I do go downstairs with my mask. And I'm like, mom, it's not good because although I've washed my hands and I've done my, you know, that anti-back stuff, I'm still, there could be a trail of germs coming out of my mask and it's going to affect you. It just takes one germ, mother. And she's like, go away, go away, go away, go away. <laughs> it's the best way to get out of work. You just go, I'm going now. And she's like, okay, go away. <laughs> so going back to Friday, after a few gins, we, we myself and Jits, uh, always get into philosophical debates and um and conversations and Anu joins in and Kay, my sister was there actually and she was asking about my philosophy course so I, I was going through the handout and said right so this is what I was learning and this is what philosophy is about and it's it's very oh sorry do, did I tell you I've, I've started a philosophy course I'm sure I told you last week yeah so I started philosophy and it's interesting but it's very 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 boring um and very slow but it's not boring it's 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 it would be more interesting if, the, if there was a more livelier presenter or showman or what do you call it, lecturer. But he's, bless him, he's really old and he lives in a he lives in a boat and he's he talks really slowly, and 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 you know, like you know, you know. <laughs> so that's kind of um, yeah, it's the only kind of thing I'd say that needs to change. So. We were talking about humanity, right? And um, Jits were saying they need to do uh, somebody actually. Do you know what? Was it only this morning I saw on Facebook? I think it was. By the way, I haven't. My phone's died. So I don't have an actual phone. I went on there on on the Internet um, because I was missing Facebook. Oh, I cut my finger just this morning. I don't know how. And I'm sure I saw in there that a new degree is being rolled out. Uh, you can do a degree in witchcraft. Yeah. 
apparently there's a lot of um, interest in people wanting to do a degree in witchcraft, which is interesting, right? Would you do a degree in witchcraft? I don't know. And she said, well, do you know what? The world is such an, a horrible place at the moment. Um, it's just everything, you know, all the killings, the murderings, the shootings, how people are treating each other. These people in power like Donald Trump come off it, man. And then you got this this president of the United States. I mean, Biden, please. Sorry, but, you know. Age is not a number. It doesn't matter how old you are. But come on, man. That man is not fit to be president. Man's not got a clue. You know, we need Obama back. Obama is the man. <laughs> you know, he's got intelligence. He's he's healthy. He he knows what he's talking about. And yeah, so we need to change world leaders because they are ruining the world. Yeah. Um, humans need to be re-educated. I was like, yeah, man. Um, humanity is going downhill there's more and more um how do you put it you know like i i grew up in the 70s and mom and that they grew up in what what 30s not 30s 40s 40s and 50s and stuff and we've all gone through our own kind of um form of life and and we've all had our own kind of struggles and it's all mostly to do with uh, creed and color and culture and you know i'm better than you you're better than me and people slating each other killing each other uh and all in the name of religion sometimes or in the name of supremacy or all that kind of all the ku klux klan existing you know rednecks and um you know the whole kind of generation of i had a dream and it, it's ongoing and ongoing in the, and the, the struggles in the whole world is always based around that right and but and this is all because it it's taught to to children at a young age that this is like this these people are good these people are bad this is how you do life and this is what is should be and all i mean i i still go back to my go back to my old podcast I always ask who made these bloody shitty rules up. Some idiot somewhere sat in some century somewhere and said, this is how it's supposed to be. And this is the way is good. And this is the way that's bad. Skinny people are good. Fat people are bad. Black people are bad. White people are good. It's fucking shit. Fucking shit. And it really pisses me off. Yeah. So why is it like that? Because the world has been educated like that. Because some idiot right from somewhere, day daughter said, this is how it is. Women wear skirts, men wear trousers. Women stay in the kitchen, men go out to work. And they have analogies as to why that is, but it's all a load of bollocks, really. At the end of the day, we're all humans, human, human, human. So I was saying we need to be re-educated. All, you know, when children go into school, the first thing they need to teach them is how to be human, how to be human, how to be kind, how to love, how to spread love and kindness. Not even have the word hate in any dictionary, dictionary, dictionary. The word hate should not exist. You know, um, how do I put this? I'm really bad at executing words and my sort sometimes, but. And I know you, you may think I'm far-fetched. 
And I am. I am a far-fetched person. I, I ain't got any qualms about sitting there and admitting it. I am. But I really do think, and, I, you know, I, I don't think I'm that far-fetched because, you know, Cornelius, I've got big love for Cornelius. And by the way, I'm going to be attending his uh, session today at eight o'clock today. But Cornelius has sat there. He's a grown-ass man who tried to commit suicide a few years ago, right? And he's changing people's lives every day on coherence healing. And he has sat there and said, look, we can change the world by two things, love and kindness. And you sitting there listening to me, you're probably thinking, Missy, you've lost the plot, mate. It's going to take a lot more than love and kindness to, to, to change the world, but it's not. If you control or deleted everyone's brains and just injected love and kindness into everything and eliminated negativity, gossip, beration, you know, being unkind, being, you know, um, being greedy, being nasty, all that stuff that didn't exist. And it was just loving kindness. Then you're going to sit there going, oh, Missy, it just can't be all loving kindness. It can. It can because loving kindness can exist just by itself. Yeah. Um, And all humans have been so badly conditioned, so badly educated that everyone needs to be re-educated. And I truly believe that a, deg- a degree needs to exist called how to be human, the degree of humanity, because <laughs> far-fetched as it seems, I really do think that if we educated all children from birth, so much more differently to how they're being educated now. I do think that the world would be a much, much kinder, nicer place, kinder to each other humans, kinder to the environment, kinder to nature, kinder to the animals, you know? It's just the world is really slowly deteriorating. It really is. And we remember earlier on I was saying like a, these houses in the UK, they're so small. I mean, as a human, we are born and we, we are born into a family. And then, you know, unless you're a really rich person, you live in your house in a little box and you live in this little box for the entirety of your life. And then you're fed from the education system. This, 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 this is how it's supposed to be. This is how you're supposed to think. This is how you're supposed to operate. This is what the world is like. And this is what you must do. And then your parents are going, this is what you must do. This is how we're going to control you. This is how we tell you what to do. This is what you must do. You must, you must, you must, you must, you must, you must. Then you get married. And then your husband or your wife says, you must do this. You must do this. You must do this. You must do this. You know, it's just, and then you're, you're just living in your four walls. And then you um, live this life and it's all kind of like, where did my life go? Is this life? Well, no, not really. But there's so much more to life. But have we gone out there to explore it? No. Why? Because our minds are polluted by how we were brought up by society, by our parents and within that little box that we were living. And I sometimes think, you know, the animal kingdom are so much better than us because at least they're not caged into little boxes. Okay, granted, some are in zoos, which is a really awful thing for them to be in. But most animals are like they've got the whole world is their oyster. You know, they're they're not boxed up in a little house and having the humdrum of I must grow up. I must get educated. I must get a credit card. I must get a job. I must get a house. I must get married. I must have a kid. I must be a grandparent. I must... uh, leave my mark but no one really does leave their mark because all they're doing is grafting to become that grandparent the grandparent then gets into a coffin in the die and that's it off they go boom (laughs) 
There's more to life than that. There's more to life. What did that person do in their entire life? In their entire life, did they spread any love and kindness? No, they were just doing one to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other. Just making sure that they tick boxed everything and got on with everything. And uh, happiness for them was getting the house and the car and the, and, and this, that and monetary bullshit things, you know. Oh, I got myself a Gucci handbag. But were you kind to the friend that went with you to buy the Gucci handbag? Did you even give a shit about your friend? Do you know how your friend felt who hasn't got any money? And you bought yourself a £5,000 Gucci handbag? Did you ask her if she'd like a wallet? No. <laughs> I know, they're far-fetched. They're far-fetched. I am floundery. I am over the top. But do, do, you get, do, you, do you get what I mean? I just really wish that somebody did get what I mean. That... The world needs to change. We need to re-educate the world because the, the world is slowly deteriorating. We need to go back to, I think, you know, the, all these measures that the um, mayor of London is putting in to reduce pollution in this, that and the other and charging people stupid money to go into zones in this zone and that zone and the, is it the ULES, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. P poor people, like someone that I know, had to change his car, spend £10,000 to get a new car so that he wouldn't have to pay £12 a day to get into work. It's ridiculous. Nobody's got that kind of money. It's the cost of living crisis. And that's ridiculous as well. Like everything is going to explode one day so badly that we just won't, there'll be no point of return. So I, I just think the need, the whole world needs to be reset. I think we need to be working on horse and carts. We need to be driving horses and have our own carts and maybe, you know, bicycle rickshaws uh, and, and the world will be a better place. Honestly, I really do think we need to have, need to have bicycle rickshaws here in the UK and in America. I mean, India's got the right idea, but then they have the uh, the temple, temples and all the, the automated ones as well, don't they? If they're just stuck to the bicycle ones, um, then, you know, they've got the horse and cars there. They've got the elephants. They've got the camels. <laughs> um, but what is this world coming to? I, social media. I'll tell you one thing, yo. Social media. Did I just say yo? <laughs> I just think I did. I'll tell you one thing, yo. <laughs> yo. <laughs> Social media. I mean, I'm a massive social media queen because I am. I don't know why, but I am. OK, I'm not going to apologize for it. I like it. I love it. I love I like putting my stuff on there. Um, I'm not so much savvy or kind of into the whole I must get myself millions of uh, followers and become viral. No, it's just for me a bit of fun. But I tell you what, social media has destroyed the world. Um, we were at the good of the water, as I just told you, and we were talking about, you know, same old thing. Like, as cousins, we hardly saw each other and we hardly see each other only at these religious functions or funerals or birthday parties or anniversaries, which is anniversary parties, which are few and far between now. A lot of people used to do them a lot, but they're costing too much now. It's too much to do a party for people that are gonna go away and gossip about you oh the food was shit oh the drink was shit oh the party was shit so why the fuck did you come then and why did you come to my party and gossip about it afterwards so people are pieces of shits out there honestly love and kindness love and kindness missy sorry sorry but they are though you know people are very selfish they're just at the party for free food and drink they couldn't care less about whose anniversary it is sometimes you go there and people don't even know who is who so like us cousins were talking um that we do keep in quite regular contact not as much as we should have but we do 
and we were talking about like you know the future and how their kids and then their kids kids will just lose contact they won't know who our family is what villages we're from what is the connections uh, we've got and stuff and why is that because um i put it down to social media you know when we were kids we our cousins still have a bond because when we were kids in the 70s we used to hang out together we'd see each other all the time because the only way to see people interact with people talk to people was to see people because that was the only way you didn't have computers you didn't have social media you didn't have a like button you didn't have a comment button you had to physically go and see someone to have some social interaction that was social media that was social interaction and i really miss those days i really really miss those days where you would go out on the bike on the chopper bike with your friend and you'd do skipping and you'd you'd play kirby uh you'd go to the local sweet shop and then it was really exciting on a Saturday when your mum was like, we're going to go to, um, you know, uh, Rami Shami's house or something like that. And, uh, you know, Sonu Ranu are coming over on Sunday and mum would be in the kitchen making samosas and pakoras and um, you could smell all the delicious food and all the aunties would come over <laughs> in their suits and all the kids would be playing and stuff like that. And I'd love, I used to love their sitting, listening to my mum on the phone and they were the proper dialing for... <coughs> <coughs> sorry dialing phones where you'd put your finger in and you put it in number two and then later on you had the button phones beep 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 and then of course then all the stupid cordless phones came out and mobile phones came out and stuff like that but before those mobile phones you had to go to a telephone box or you had the phone at home and if you had the phone at home you were a privileged family you know so social interaction you had to see the people you could not see them through a screen. You had to physically see them, touch them, smell them, be with them and get to know them. You know, social media really, really has ruined the world. I really do. I, I mean, I'd love for social media to all be obliterated. I would. I would. Because then we would learn to be real humans, to see each other, talk to each other, make efforts to go and see each other, pick up the telephone and speak to each other. For fuck's sake, this WhatsApp thing, yeah? Oh my God, how many people just drop a message here and there and, and you're to chewing and throwing and you're texting, 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 texting. And it means nothing. You're talking to a blank, a blankety blank. Who are you speaking to? There's no one you're speaking to. Okay, granted, there's a couple of friends that I speak to. Not couple, one friend. <laughs> Why did I say couple? There's a friend that I speak to and we, we speak in voice notes. So she will, I can physically hear her. She can physically hear me. And it makes it more personable. It makes it more personal that we at least can hear each other. And it's like a conversation because we don't have the time. We don't have set times in a day to pick up a phone and talk, which would be the ideal. Uh, but it's hard to do that. But if you leave voice notes, you, you can listen to it at Armsy and then uh, reply whenever you, you can and stuff like that. But that's better than a bloody text message, you know. But there's texting. People are so impersonal in the in the text messages and it just they can be misconstrued they can be read wrong it's just absolutely just diabolical although look i'm i love technology i love the phones i love the whatsapp i love the facetimes i love you know the cameras and uh, everything social media but if t tomorrow someone came along and said you know what 
all social media is going to be closed down. I'll be so happy. So freaking happy. Of course, you'd be like, oh, okay, now what? Now what would be, right, get off your ass and get out there and go meet people and you know, community groups, go meet people in a community group. Don't join a Facebook group and meet meet virtual people that aren't really there. They are there, but they're not there, you know? And and I'm really fearful for the future for my Shane. My Shane's only four years of age. He's, he started school last week. Oh, it's so cute, so cute, so cute. And, uh, but when he's my age, 53, I, I fear, like in 49 years time, this world is going to be a completely different place. Oh my God, everything's going to change. Even the foods are going to change. They're going to start, you know, making food in laboratories. They're going to start making design of babies and animals. And oh my God knows what they're going to be doing. And it's just going to be absolutely awful. I won't be here to see it, but it, it needs to stop. We need to go back to basics and we need to do it now. I think maybe I should be, um, the next uh, prime minister no actually president because i am an american citizen so i have the right to be uh, president of the united states of america <laughs> should, I, should i start a campaign up i think i could i think i could rock america and it could change them yeah man actually you don't have the right to change anyone because the only person that can change themselves is you but i could help america or the world become a better place <laughs> So that was my sort um, on my, on my, I don't know which number, I think it's 20, is it episode 25? I think it is. Um, and I've managed to get to the end of this with not so much coughing and spluttering. My <coughs> throat, is, throat is really hurting and getting really dry. So I'm going to shut up now. And uh, I want to thank you all for listening and listening to my total rubbish. <laughs> Bakuas, but it's good shit. It's all always remember. Remember, it's good shit when Missy talks. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. Be good. Missy D for president of the United States of America. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hot, sweet, thick, jalapeno, Missy D. D.